0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What is going on everybody and welcome on in to the OBR's game day. Rewind a post game coverage of the Cleveland Browns first loss of the 2023 season as they go down on Monday night football to the Pittsburgh Steelers by a final score of 26 to 22. Uh, Hang with us for a little while because I have a feeling you're not going to want to miss the reactions on this show uh, here on the OBR Streaming Network. Joining you here tonight for the postgame show, I'm your host Michael Keefe. Joining me on the show, it's Jake Burns, it's Brad Ward, it's Barry McBride. Barry, you're the fearless leader, so I feel like I'm just going to come to you first, man. We stayed up late. We got excited for this. And it was a, it was the Murphy's Law of football games. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Cleveland Browns. And I, I don't know that I've ever – I don't know about you guys. I don't know that I've ever felt this bad after a game. Barry?
2: Yeah, well, you know, they could have won this game. We'd still be feeling pretty low and, oh, and yeah. because of the situation with Nick Chubb. You know, let's remove Nick Chubb from the equation right now. Um, and just talk about the game for a second. Uh, The game itself was a crushing disappointment. Um, The Pittsburgh Steelers are not that great of a football team. Um, They did very well on specials. They punted well. They kept us backed up toward our end zone. The Browns made a ton of mistakes. They were inefficient offensively. They lost this game. If I were a member of the defensive unit, uh, I would not be a very happy camper right now. Overall, extremely disappointing. I don't blame fans for being upset uh, in, the, uh, in the slightest. Uh, and I would not blame them at all uh, for pointing the finger at the quarterback uh, within whom the Browns have made such an investment, uh, who was hassled all night, admittedly, by a very tough Steelers defense, uh, but, but did not produce the results that uh, he's being paid to produce
1: Yeah, boys, and listen, I want to – I do want to get – I feel like we're going to have some kind of – you might even call him reactionary. I don't care. Uh, You might call him visceral. I don't care. We're going to have some takes on Deshaun Watson here tonight. But I do – listen, it's not right for us to not start the show with the thing that happened early in the game as Nick Chubb was running all over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, And and he was. Uh, 57 yards in the first quarter, he was – on pace to go over 200 yards in this game against the Steelers. They give him the ball. He takes a low shot by Minka Fitzpatrick. And uh, I hope you didn't see the replay of the injury. But if you did, you know that uh, there's no getting around this. Nick Chubb is is – we're not going to see him again until next year. Uh, Nick Chubb's knee got blown out by a hit uh, in this game. And um, – there, there's nobody that this team could could afford to lose less than Nick Chubb. And listen, we're talking about a team that still ran for about 200 yards uh, in this game. We're talking about a team that still rushed the ball pretty efficiently at, at almost six yards a carry. But Nick Chubb just means something to this team and this organization. And to see him go out the way that he went and- out... To Brad, the city. go ahead man go ahead and,
3: go ahead into man. just into the city right like it's a crushing blow to Cleveland like Nick Chubb is Cleveland and uh he is a class act uh on every level and it's uh it's brutal right it's absolutely brutal to watch him uh leave the field like that the injury is horrific to watch um it's there's really not a lot to say that other than that you hope that that um, you hope for the best for him I, I don't even know what to say about a return or whatever I don't even want to foreshadow that out there I just want to say that it it sucks like it, it was a gut punch from the start it took everything out of this game it probably took a lot out of this game for the players on the field uh, on the brown side like to lose a guy like that uh, it was hard to watch the game after that it was hard it was hard to until the second half, it was really hard to 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 vein interest in a lot that was going on because you just felt so sick about losing Nick Chubb. So um, that's how I felt about it. And then and then you reach, the worst part about it is then you reach for like, what is their secondary? like what do you have to hang your hat on moving forward? And yes, you have a great defense, but you're like, okay, Deshaun, now you have to step up, right? Like, now you have to step up because 24 is gone and you got nothing. And I, and listen, I've been a Stefanski supporter, but I, I, he called a shit game tonight. I'm sorry. I, maybe Jake will disagree, but I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, I felt like I was watching Baker Mayfield get to the top of his drop. And he sits there and pats the ball and waits, and he doesn't throw. And I don't have the all 22, and I know I sound reactionary because I haven't seen if the guys were open downfield yet. But, God, he holds the ball forever. And I know that that usually ends up in some explosives, but there was none tonight. And he was – I mean, even the easy stuff was off target. I don't know. I just – he's been bad. He's been bad. We made excuses for him in the in the rain last week. He was bad tonight, and he got opportunity after opportunity because this defense played its ass off. Even in the in the aftermath of Nick Chubb, they played their ass off. This defense was incredible, uh, and it's just the whole thing. It just adds sickness on sickness. Well, it's let, a, let's it's talk a really let, bad taste in your mouth.
1: Let's talk about that. And Jake, you can chime in here too, man. Uh, we're talking about defensively. They gave they, they had the one blown coverage on, on uh, the Pickens' uh, long touchdown pass where they, for some reason, dropped into this soft zone coverage that just ate them alive again. Uh, but otherwise, you've got two defensive touchdowns. So you're talking about three plays that accounted for 21 of the 26 Pittsburgh Steelers points. Uh, a, a pass that went off Harrison Bryant's hands to start the game for a pick six, a, an unblocked unblocked uh, you know we can talk about and and I want to talk more Brad about Deshaun Watson but uh on that fumble that that got returned by T.J. Watt absolutely unblocked off the side uh, Jed Wills didn't touch anybody uh and so three plays account for 21 points and it just it was one gut punch after the next I don't I don't know as a player I, to be honest with you man Jake you're out you've been out there on the sidelines you play college football man on the sidelines, when you're in a game like this, where it's just one punch after the next, it's your 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 primary, your best player goes down to a, uh, a you what you know is a devastating injury. And then it's just one stupid play after the next. And every time you felt like they were getting something going, there was a penalty. When was the last time you saw a quarterback get called for two face mask penalties in one game? That happened tonight. It was penalties, it was turnovers, it was mistakes. I mean, this was gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. At what point on the field are you just like, well, I don't know what else we can do. Like, we're just getting screwed over out here. And and it's by ourselves, by the most part. Like, we're screwing ourselves over out here.
4: Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. Uh, I don't, I mean they 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 turned it over four times you answered the the question of the game which is they gave away 14 points um pittsburgh didn't run a single play in the red zone all night on offense they went four of 14 uh on third downs and had 255 total yards on 53 plays and they lost so you know i think that tells a story in and of itself the browns had 408 yards and four turnovers five of 16 on third down you take away jerome ford 69 yard touch like fluky run that springs out the backside where just everything huddled. Those are fluke runs. I mean, it's not designed that way, especially with that concept. And you take that away, he ran 15 times for 37 yards. So after Nick left, there was no run game efficiency, period. And then you have a stagnant offense where a quarterback – listen, the offensive line, I I like Bill Callahan. I think he's a great coach, historically great coach. But at what point do we have to say – I, they, they have never changed anything for Jedrick Wills. It has been the same consistent bullshit from that guy. I, I really can't sugarcoat it anymore. I mean, this he gets people he, – he can swing a game at times. He had multiple holding penalties. The offensive line got beat all night. You, you watch those two teams play. Kenny Pickett was really bad, really bad, and they still protected him immensely better than what the Browns did up front without getting penalties called. Uh, in this one, eight penalties called on the Browns for 81 yards, five for 31 for Pittsburgh. And you can argue some little things like a face mask here and whatever, whatever. But like four, I think, I think three holding calls happen on the offensive line. And this, this offense is so bad that they can't overcome first, second, and 17. They can't do it. Right. So, I mean, it, it swings with Watson, man. It swings with Watson. He turns it over on his own. What he has the, the, um, you know, the ball that goes off Brian's hands where you know whoever's fault it is, it's a very condensed side of the field. So leading him outside when you're throwing to the short side boundary of the field, like it feels like they're sticking that up. It's a tight throw, you're keeping it tight to to Brian's body, whatever. That's a turnover on him. Turnover that he loses the football two other times, he gives it away. Like, I, I mean, the offensive line's underperforming for the vast amount of money that they put into them that tonight they did. And Watson continues to look disjointed, inaccurate, and for the most part perplexed by what he's seeing down the field. Like there's not a time so far this year I've watched, and I I, I kind of throw out the six last year because whatever, you know, you want to see it, whether it changes going into a full off season and whatnot, he is not picky. He is not pre-processing anything the defense is doing. They're going here. He's going there. He is just staring at it, and he can't figure anything out and it is um it is ugly it is ugly to watch ugly to consume and uh that's a that's a, again you 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 can like New York Jets it where you lose the Aaron Rodgers and you have a good feeling your season's over but you win it you know you do something miraculous to win that ball game and then there's this where you you lose Nick which is such a absolute gut punch on top of losing Conklin the week before and then it's like I mean this is about as low as it gets early in a season you're in week 2 you got 15 more games to play and you're you're feeling pretty low because this is a it's laughable to lose the game that they lost tonight in the form that they did and i uh, talked about having to win the edge to win the game highsmith and watt uh did their job right highsmith with a pick return for a touchdown and creates in an, a fumble that watt picks up and runs in for a touchdown another sack for watt Larry Ogunjobi dominated them up front uh, immensely, especially early in the game. And on the Brown side, they had Sione Takitaki with the sack, uh, Shelby Harrison, where Hurst. So it, it's not like the edge impacted, but I can't blame the defense. I can just say that the offense pretty much put that game inside of a, a bow and, and handed it off to Pittsburgh because they did. So, um, you know, that we talk all the time about framing wins and losses, right? Framing, you know, you can come out of some things with some positives because maybe the offense gets outscored, but they look really good. The defense is going to be fine. Uh, I think they're they're good enough, right? They're good enough. But right now the offense is trending. It's is really bad. It's really, really bad, um, especially now down Nick. I don't have a great answer for people that want me to to kind of pivot to what are they going to do to create yards. If the offensive line isn't protecting and Deshaun is playing this helter-skelter sh- stuff that he's playing right now, uh, it is it is going to be a long, frustrating season. He's going to get hurt, too. He's taking too many hits. He's going to get hurt. So
1: is, it's inevitable. Is, have you guys noticed this? I, I don't I can't remember. I, I hate saying something that I saw on Twitter without being able to call out who it was. But are you guys noticing it? Does Deshaun Watson, if, if we're gonna stick on Deshaun for a minute, let's do that. One of the one of the perks of a guy like Deshaun Watson is elusiveness and ability to get away. Does he look as fast as he as as you kind of thought he would look? Somebody said it on Twitter. This was a guy when he was with Houston at his best years. He was hard to get to in the pocket. He was hard to bring down. He was elusive. He was shifty. He he got away. And he, he kind of looks – he doesn't look like that here. Even when he gets out on the run, he doesn't look like that here. Do, do we think he's lost a little of that elusiveness?
3: I, I, I don't think so. I think it's Pittsburgh's defense that makes you look a little bit like that more. Like, I thought he looked elusive last weekend, last year even – in the pocket more than he did tonight. I think it's more Pittsburgh's defense on that. I don't think he's like lost. Maybe he's lost a step. I That's not really the issue though. I don't think. Um, I think his eye, I don't think you can tell me more about this. My thing is like where his eyes, like when he goes to escape from the pocket, I feel like his eyes go to what's in front of him and how he's going to run and he loses complete sight of anything going on down the field uh because it's like when he does escape he just never gets rid of the ball it's so frustrating it's like banging your head against the wall it's he just even when he does have time in the pocket he doesn't get rid of it listen if the browns wanted to win this game like if they really wanted to win this game they didn't have to do anything they didn't have to drop back and throw they didn't have to do anything they could have handed the ball to ford three times in a row and punted it every time and played field position until the end of the game. Pittsburgh was not going to score on our defense. And the only way we lost this game and me and Jake talked about it is they cannot get in third and longs because it's the only way that they can make plays happen. If you contain picket, the only the most dangerous play that the Browns can run is a third and long where that crowd is loud and they tee off on the quarterback, get a turnover and score and it costs him the game and then my other question would be what the hell kind of play is that for your first play of a scripted 15 game what is that we're running a a sideline out to like where there's three people in the same area to harrison bryant that's the first play of the game on a scripted I, i don't know i'm lost i'm lost i got a lot of complaints here i can go for days if you want me to keep going but
4: I just don't. I mean, like, just catch, just throw it and catch it. I don't really. I mean, I know it's like a four or five yard game, but it's just, a, it's a move. This I don't, I don't understand. This stuff is so simple. Like, right. just throw it and catch it. He's open. On There's your no first, one
1: covering him. Like, on your, it, it looked like Harrison Bryant had no idea what he was supposed to do. I mean, if you go back and watch that route that Harrison Bryant, he he went, he kind of just turned around like he was supposed to kind of button hook right there, but then he also just kind of started shifting off to the outside. It looked like Deshaun Watson thought he was running it out, which he was not running until he realized the ball was going that way but to your point Brad it, that that's but insignificant that to confused? the fact that you right been known you to run that play, play the since Saturday. That's, that's the problem That's my point That's my point How do you come out and look confused on that play what you either you you know it's what to run you don't of,
4: It's like a handoff it's a long handoff It's, it's you you like the second hardest throw to a a, a a bubble screen like it should I don't know, man, I, I, we can, we can ram our heads against the wall here all night they, they were, they were awful. I mean, offensively, okay. it's a mess. Like there's TJ Watt talking about knowing a play that they got the sack fumble for before it happened.
1: I mean, I don't know. It's, like, <laughs> hey, go ahead, Mike. But I, boys, I mean, where is, okay. So let's talk about where is it a mess? Because it, it, or let's talk about the Genesis of the mess, if you will, because you're watching this game, obviously Chubb goes down. That's a, that's a different story. But the protection is not what you want it to be. The the Pittsburgh Steelers are teeing off. The the quarterback play is not what you want it to be. And then here's the other question that I've got. Where's everybody else? You need a play, you go to Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper, a lot of times, makes you a play. And he did tonight. He made play after play after play when they needed, when it didn't look good, they throw it to Amari, he'd make a play. Where the hell is everybody else? And, and what is that? What is, what's the cause of this? Where is, where's Elijah Moore? He had a nice catch late in the game. Where's Njoku? Where the hell is Donovan Peoples-Jones? Where are these guys? Are they not getting schemed open? Is this bad play calling? Is this bad recognition by the quarterback? What is going on? Because it's the second week in a row now that it's pretty much like Amara Cooper's out there making plays for you in the passing game. And where the hell is everybody else?
2: Well, Elijah Moore is is busy uh, trying to pull a ball in bounds because it's being thrown four yards out of bounds. Uh, right. In 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 most of these cases, I mean, he pulled one in bounds. He was targeted seven times, caught two of them, right? And most of them, I don't think, were necessarily his fault. But this is where you know David Njoku, who looks so good, you know, at times, uh, is a guy that you would depend on to be. Um, a little more reliable in situations like this as a uh, safe receiver. You know, like uh, Lamar Jackson has Mark Andrews available. And when the chips are down, he can find Mark Andrews three yards down the field and then Mark Andrews can run for another 10. Right. And the tight ends, uh, Jordan was absent tonight. I, I, I don't know if he was marked inactive or something. I didn't see the inactives before the game, I must admit, but I didn't hear from him the entire game. He was out Harrison there. Bryant Harrison Bryant, you know, bobbled two balls. We all know what he did. Njoku made one nice play, right? But we didn't get much from the tight ends either. Amari Cooper seemed to be the only reliable guy out there. Marquise Goodwin was able to get downfield, but I think Watson's already proven that he can't hit him. You know, it it just there's other than Cooper, there's no sure thing out there, which I think is the point you were trying to make, Mike. Uh, and once Chubb was gone, you know, well, what and, do you do and, and, on third long?
1: And Barry, my question is just not it's not just it's that it's partly that, but it's also where's this coming from? Are are we not – you know, we've talked for years. Like, Kevin Stefanski is pretty good about scheming guys open. Is that not happening anymore? Is Deshaun not seeing these guys? Are they open and we don't know?
3: I think you would have What's going on? I think you would have to watch the film from the All-22 view to see that down the field and be able to to determine whether those guys were open or not. But uh, based on just initial reaction tonight, from what I saw, it feels like Watson – only trust Amari Cooper or Amari Cooper is the only one that can get wide enough open that he's confident enough to throw it to him. He's not throwing anybody open. He's not splitting, you know, he's not throwing any balls in tight windows. The only time he's throwing the ball to Cooper is when he's wide open or it's a back shoulder on the sideline and he goes up and makes an incredible catch. Like, let's be real. Those are the only good throws he made, right? I can't think of any other ones. Uh, So, yeah, he went to Cooper a lot, but Cooper was butt naked on the ones over the middle of the field. He was wide open. And and I, you know, I don't think anybody else is necessarily wide open. I would just tend to think that that's his tendency right now because he doesn't understand, like Jake said, what he's seeing. So he goes to Coop because he thinks Coop can make a play or Coop's getting wide open because he's a really good route runner. I, I think that they're probably, in within the flow of the offense, if we know anything about Stefanski's offense, there's probably guys open you know, I I just don't think he's identifying it.
1: Well, and, and Jake, uh, I think the other part of the frustration here is we expected the Browns to play a certain type of defense against a Pittsburgh Steelers offense that you didn't expect to hurt you too much. And they didn't. I mean, Christ, <laughs> they came back and won a game in the fourth quarter where they had negative seven yards on offense in the fourth quarter. And they still won that game having to come back. Uh, I think part of the frustration also, Jake, lies in that I think Pittsburgh, for the most part, played that exact same kind of defense against the Browns. They pinned their ears back. They came after Deshaun Watson. They played everything tight. They they took away basically short and kind of intermediate stuff. And like kind of like, hey, we'll just let you beat us deep if you can do that. And never once could that happen.
3: Hey, Mike. Never after, once could that happen. After Nick Chubb went down. After Nick Chubb went down, because before Nick Chubb went down, they were moving the ball. I would just say that. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: What What am I answering there? I'm confused. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I, I mean,
3: I confused you. I'm sorry.
1: I'm just. I, 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 I I'm just saying. Like, where is is are you noticing as you're watching the game live, Jake? A is it kind of that unwillingness because sometimes Kevin Stefanski gets called out for that. An unwillingness to change and adapt to the way the game is going because again, and maybe it was after Nick Chubb went out, but it felt like it felt like the Pittsburgh was basically jumping everything they were playing real tight coverage and daring you to do anything against them down the field and and it just felt hesitant by the Browns offense.
4: Uh, yeah, he's not throwing anything with anticipation. He's very much a see-it. He has to see-it to throw-it guy right now is what oh. it feels like. I mean, like the NFL, you have to throw – you have to know exactly what's going to happen in your mind, right? Like you have to know exactly what's going to happen based on coverage pre-to-post, and he seems to be really slow picking it apart. And, you know, I I don't want to – to, to kind of harp on, you know, I know Brad said, I, I think we want to, as a game show, we want answers. I don't necessarily know until I watch it, and, and I don't want to be too off the cuff. What I can tell you from just TV zooming in on the quarterback, whenever he hit the top of his drops, he had no answers. So if that's a him problem, he's not seeing people that are open. We will definitely cover that. um It's it's hard to say. It's like, you know, there are just our uh, – it seems like throws – I mean how many throws were wide open today? I think we could probably all agree there were very many from a TV angle perspective. So, um I don't you know, I don't I don't feel like they had a great game plan uh, of of finding people open, but I I continue to just go back to I think that they have a quarterback who's not seeing it downfield to the point that he can that he can with confidence throw the football with anticipation and I think there is a very real um a very real issue up front that we're not discussing enough that they're getting their butt kicked. Uh, I mean, I thought at times Cincinnati uh, beat the heck out of them up front in week one and it happened again. So um, again, you put yourself in a lot of third and longs and I I don't have the number of third and longs right in front of my face right now, but you put yourself in a good number of those. I think on the game, what did the Browns go on third down five of 16 you have a line that's not protecting you, so it's not like you're getting a bunch of clean pockets to step up into and drive the football downfield. On top of that, his eyes seem to drop very quickly. I don't think that the season is done here, but I do think that like there's some very real concerns about the offense. The defense is playing great football. That cover three will probably be able to ask Schwartz about who was supposed to drive underneath that or if Denzel was supposed to carry that a nice job by Kenny Pickett really sitting in and delivering the throw of the game in my opinion where he ate that that hit right into the the chin and delivered a strike to, to George Pickens but somebody has to carry with that other than that Kenny Pickett was awful they put him into a, a bunch of um you know rough situations he could have had even more turnovers uh, but uh, i don't you know i don't we can you know go after the defense and be really positive because i thought they were really good You know, you take away those points where they give up some field goals. Uh, Did they give up any offensive touchdown? Okay, I just talked about damn touchdown. Yeah, they gave up one touchdown and then they gave up some field goals, right? So they should have won this game in theory. It should have been like a 16 to to 13 win, something like that, right? So anyway, you give up a couple touchdowns. I mean, Pittsburgh gave the Browns one deep in their own territory, right? So a couple of them as well. But, you know, if you just correct simply the Browns issues, of letting the defense walk into the end zone. You take those off the board and even stop those. Even you guys would probably agree with me. Even if you're able to tackle high Smith off the interception or not let Watts scoop and score it, you have a chance to hold him to three, two times. No and doubt if you do that. You can maybe win at 22, uh, you know, or have a chance to kick a field goal late instead of having to go score a touchdown. So worst case scenario offense um, handed that, that football game away. And, There are a lot of questions that everybody arrives after the game wanting to know. And if you're hungry enough to know those answers, just stick around with us because we'll be able to provide real clarity on that the rest of the week. But it was um, from a knee-jerk type of perspective after this one. It was not – nothing was easy. The quarterback is a part of the problem. The offensive interior, along with Jedrick Wills, a part of the problem. We'll see if the wide receivers aren't helping anything, but it is – uh it is kind of bleak around the offense right now because there was there was a lot of conversation leading into the year about reshaping things for Deshaun and helping him get more comfortable inputting it and all that. And he's saying that same stuff, and it looks like an absolute train wreck. So yeah, you know, I think it's uh it's really after you watched what for, the 49ers were able to do to them last week to have this outcome play out in real time in a in a game that I think I just think a lot of Browns fans wanted to you know, chase some ghosts in this game, man. And yeah, to have it shake down the way it did with Nick's leg and, and Deshaun, I mean, you could, you could, again, if Deshaun was really like played lights out second half, it, it, you could feel like, you know, it's awful to lose Nick. And he's the heart of the, the sports city at times, but you feel like you have a quarterback now that can do some things and you can alleviate that. And that's just not the case. So, you know, that's, that's why you feel the way you feel.
1: Very, uh, I do wanna I wanna I wanna kind of finish with two things looking forward. But last last take on Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna give it to you, Barry. We've spent a long time talking about if he can be this, if he can be that, if he can get back to the way he was, if he can get back to this. And we made a lot of excuses for last year. And and I think rightly so, uh, with only playing six games and the suspension and and, and having to change the offensive philosophy. But now we're talking about a full off season, a full set of practices. And I know we're only two games into this season, but at what point do we really start to have to in, in our conversations, lay the hammer down on the conversation with Deshaun Watson?
2: Well, I think that has to start fairly soon um, because he look, it seems to me that when Deshaun Watson took a year and a half off, you know, Uh, He took a year off and then was suspended for most of the next year. I never played quarterback. I don't watch the All-22 like Jake does, but it seems to me like the game's sped up for him, right? He's got to get that ball out in two and a half seconds or less. He's holding on to the ball. He's not getting it out quickly. It seems like everything is sped up for him. I don't know if that's fixable. But this all lends to the magnitude of the challenge that Kevin Stefanski has in front of him right now, right? Because he's got two things that are really going against him right now. Nick Chubb, of course, it's not just what Nick Chubb was, the great running back. It's who Nick Chubb was to this team, to this town. I mean, we as fans felt that enormous gut punch when he went down. I can just imagine what it was like on the sidelines. And so you had that win taken out of your sails. And then the quarterback, the franchise, that Kevin Stefanski was given to work with appears to not be what we were sold, right? And he was going to live and die with Stefanski to begin with. Now he's got the ghost of Nick Chubb, right? He's got that hanging over the team. We're going to find out what Kevin Stefanski is made of, you know, we really are right. I think this defense is good enough that this team's not going to go into a tailspin like so many of these expansion era teams have done. Right. I think they're going to keep them in games and so forth. But I think over the next three, four games, we're going to find out a lot about Kevin Stefanski and whether he's the coach for the future for the Cleveland Browns. And if he can rise to this challenge, maybe he is but uh it is an enormous challenge facing him i'm sorry i took your watson question and turned it into a stefansky question but that's what's on my mind right now
1: no i'm just Great i'm answer. just here i'm just here laying the tracks and you guys go off on the tangents that's all very, i'm here for very well said yeah i agree with that so guys let's let's look at it I, again as i said as we started and i don't we're not going to go a full hour here uh, i don't think anybody wants to talk an hour about this uh especially the way this night went uh the way this night went down, obviously losing everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite player is, is, is out, uh, the, Kevin Stefanski said, out for the season in his post-game press conference. And I think we all knew that uh, as, as we watched. Uh, but let's look forward now. Uh, you, you've, you've taken the gut punch. But every team does this. There's no team that goes through a season, virtually no team, that goes through seasons, that doesn't take gut punch losses, that doesn't lose games that they shouldn't lose. Actually, a lot of good teams lose games that they should not lose as they go through the season. So Brad, Jake, Barry, you guys jump on uh, in on this. Let's look forward a little bit. You're coaching the Browns. You're part of this Browns team. How do you bounce back from this? How do you bounce back from a game you dominated defensively where you, you, the numbers for your opponent were absolutely atrocious, awful, You gave them a win. The Cleveland Browns gave the Pittsburgh Steelers a win in this game. How do you bounce back? And how do we make, how do the Cleveland Browns make it so that we look back to week two and go, remember when we were all freaked out about that loss week two, man, we shouldn't have been so freaked out. How do they move forward from this? Uh, I'll
3: go. I'll, Go real quickly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, do you guys? I, I'm curious to get your guys' opinion. Do you think they make a move for a running back or not?
1: Kind of feels, Probably. it feels dirty to even talk about it tonight, doesn't it?
3: It does feel, it does feel bad to talk about it, but it uh. feels very Andrew Barry esque to, uh, in this season esque to make like they almost had a contingency money in place for their, something like this. It feels a little bit like to me, um, and they don't want to be deterred this year uh, from that. What's, Listen, I, what's I everybody's
1: thinking... th- Brad, I want to, I want to come back to you on your thoughts, but if you, if you want to ask that question, what's everybody's thoughts on that? What's everybody's thoughts on that? 2020,
2: oh. 2023 is not a Mulligan year. No. For Stefanski and Andrew Berry, They got to go for it this year. I see them making some sort of move to reignite this offense. Whether that's a big running back, whether that's some other move, I don't know yet. But I don't see them just sort of sitting back and saying, "Let this play out." No, Kevin. Kevin's the guy on the chopping
4: block, right? I think Andrew is probably safe. Um, is probably safe. But if 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 Deshaun is bad, continues to be bad, they they have no choice. Deshaun is stuck here because of the contract they gave him, which again, (laughs) I don't blame them that much for that because they were chasing quarterback upgrade. And, and at the time, the NFL thought he was great still now, again, if they don't get anything out of him, Kevin's the one to go. It's always been that way. So um, we're in, we're in fast here. Listen, they could come back next week and beat Tennessee and beat Baltimore and be fine. I don't know. I mean, it, it could all be okay, but they, um, have to solve it fast because you, you, you have a Tennessee's hungry, Baltimore's good. And, and then you come out of the break with the 49ers. So they have to solve it fast. They cannot, um, continue to think that the way they're going about things, um, is going to be, uh, something that they can rectify just by, by, you know, status quoing it. Right. So maybe it does force them to be a bit more, um, all in on shotgun and some of the stuff that comes with that. And drone four was fine. I think they could use another back. I don't know. I don't know the severity of how hard you chase that running back. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're trading anybody, but maybe they are interested in a Leonard Fournette. I don't, I don't really know, but there's, um, it's hard. We, we've been spoiled by Nick Chubb and what is, what have been over the last uh, couple, uh, you know, five years or so to 10 years, really good offensive line play. And they, um, when those things get taken from us, it's hard because it feels worse than what it does. Because uh, you, you know, you're if you don't have a quarterback that is just ready to to accept that handle it, be efficient and uh, perform really well, then it then it feels bleak. So, um, you know, to, to answer that 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 big picture question though, it's always Kevin. It's always Kevin who's going to be uh, held under scrutiny here because I do think that the roster from Andrew Barry has been fine, um, and maybe there's a down the line if Watson continues to stink there are down the line ramifications for Andrew and, and, and whatever his hand was in making that uh, decision. But, you know, for now we're two weeks into the year and um, we need to see more evidence of bad, bad, bad before we really start just to, 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 nail. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, Mike, or anybody's doing, but before we nail that coffin, you know what I mean? Because um, we, we just, like I said, Tennessee could be a bounce back game. They could play really well at home, get a win. And then you're playing Baltimore at home and who knows, right. You know, and um you know, Baltimore lost JK Dobbins to an Achilles. You gotta have guys step up. And and what happens is, you know, like Lamar plays really well and you need Deshaun to play really well. So you got to figure it out with the quarterback. You know, you can you can absorb running back injuries if your quarterback's playing really well and you're playing efficient passing football. So the Browns better figure out how to get that done. Uh ASAP, but you should still feel good about your defense who played lights out, I thought, other than one play um to to put a positive spin on things. And yeah. um You know, the season's not defined. I mean, it sucks because you want, I think just, again, we all wanted this game, right? Like, even if you could have said you could have one of the first two, I would have said I would really rather go into Pittsburgh and win in Pittsburgh because of so many, you know, so many of these demons, but um, it it, it didn't happen, but it doesn't mean the season's over. And uh, I think that we got to kind of keep a big eye on that, um, you know, as well. So Brad, I, I would have, I would be hard pressed to see them trade um, what limited assets they currently have for a running back. But um, hell, who knows, man, maybe they maybe they swing hard after that. But I think it's just to me, it's inside zone city uh, with some with some, you know, screen game off of it in terms of bubble and RPO stuff off of it and go from there. That's that's all I have for it. That's the only
3: future for me. Um, I was going to say that. I agree. I think you could really lean into like, Hey, let's, uh, let's really lean into opening this thing up for Watson. I don't think he's ready for that. So I think you really kind of have to realize who you are. Right. And I would start by simplifying things as much as you possibly can. And I don't know how you go about doing that, but I think you really have to simplify it down to the most basic levels. Right. Because listen, the defense is good enough to win you some games if you maybe you have to realize who you are right right now you have a quarterback with the potential to be really good who's not there yet right he's not even close yet if you start with the basic from him you scheme up enough to put some points on the board your defense plays well you can hang around in this season until he starts to get it back right like i always thought that the key to the season was him getting hot and the defense really getting hot at the at the end of the season when the schedule softens into the playoffs, right? Like, that is still on the table for this team. But you may have to lean into more of the we are better on defense than we are on offense, conservative, maybe even a little, like, you know, I know it's the NFL, but like, trestle ball, like, you know, like, I know that's, that's, but like, you well, know, let's yeah. play field position, let's. You know what I mean? Ball. I, until until he gets it back, right? Uh, Find him easy stuff, simplify it, run the football, make it happen, play good defense, try to win a couple games, and he'll get better as we go. I think that's the best course of action.
1: Listen, uh, it, it's we're going to see how the team responds to a lot of adversity after this game. And, and that's something we will learn fairly quickly about this Cleveland Browns team. You lose, I don't know what you want to call Nick Chubb other than a guy that literally everybody on that team, everybody within the organization, every fan of the Cleveland Browns has the utmost respect for. He's gone for the season. You've got that adversity. You have got the adversity of, taking a loss in a game you should have won, but handing them 14 points on offense on stupid turnovers. Uh, uh, there is a lot of adversity, and you it doesn't get super easy. I don't think the Tennessee Titans are the best team on the planet, but you know Mike Vrabel is going to have his team playing good defense. They already are playing good defense on this season. Baltimore is not going to get any easier. So we're going to find out. I, I will say this. We're going to find out over the next couple of weeks, how this team can respond, how this team can bounce back and what kind of adversity you would hope that as a leader, Kevin Stefanski and his crew can get these guys, get their emotions riding high saying that this is our shot. We, you know, we can't control what's happened. We can't control what happened to Nick. We can't control that stuff, but this is our shot. We could have come out. I think that's what a lot of us Browns fans were hoping for in the second half of this game was maybe a little bit of uh uh, an inspired game of football. And instead we got what we got and it was a little bit more flat and you can't blame them for some of that, but you can for the other, but I don't know. We'll see boys. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if the Cleveland Browns can bounce back for everybody. It's, it's not a, it's it, listen. I've seen the comments. It's not an exciting night for us guys. Like I, I don't mean to be Debbie downer about this team, but when you watch the game unfold, the way the game unfolded, and then you throw Nick Chubb on top of that, it's really hard to sit here and say, "Ah, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. We'll see. They'll fix it."
2: But I got—I got I to gotta say something,
1: though, Mike. I was going to throw yeah. it to you, Barry. I could tell you had
2: something. <laughs> well, just it's twelve thirty at night. We just watched perhaps the most depressing game of football that I've witnessed in twenty years. <laughs> We've got 300 some odd people watching us, and I got to tell you, those 300 people and the 30,000 that will hit the OBR tonight and all those Browns fans out there, they deserve more than what they got tonight. Uh, They're the hardest core fans everywhere. They put up with so much over these years, and I've talked to a couple people tonight who are very, very down and depressed about what they saw this evening Football's like life. There'll be ups and downs. We've gotten more downs than ups with this team. We all know that. But this fan base deserves more than they got tonight. But this fan base is just amazing to me that there's 300 people on here online at 1230 in the morning after this game. And it's this fan base that's going to keep us doing this, you know, for the foreseeable future. So that's all I wanted to say.
1: All right, boys, I'll let who, – who wants to end us? Brad, you want to end us with something positive?
3: <laughs> yeah, man, this defense is a lot of fun, right? Delpit's uh, really good. Grandelpa's really you good.
1: Got, you're <laughs> damn right. This <laughs> yeah, defense really is a lot of fun.
3: Corners are good. Defense has uh, got an identity. They play with swagger. Uh, they play with uh, – they played their ass off tonight. They deserve J-OK to win that too. game, too. JOK, uh, J-OK uh, everybody. Everywhere flying all over the place. Uh, I'm proud of this defense. This is the defense I've been banging the table for for a couple years here. I love their identity. I love their swag. So get behind them. They can win them a couple games, man. Just like the def- the, the Steelers won them a divisional game tonight with no offense at all, basically. Uh, so the Browns can do the same. Uh, and And I don't think – you don't have to say, like, Watson will never be good again in week two of the season. We don't know that, right? Like, I think that's a bit of an overreaction. You can say that he looked like crap tonight. I totally agree. It was incredibly frustrating. We can say he looked like crap so far. Agreed. But that doesn't mean he never will be good again, right? Like, so, I mean, there is a process to this. I think thinking maybe eight games in to being out two years that he would be all the way back maybe is a little... Bit of an uh, un, un, uh, unreasonable expectation. So uh, that's where I'll leave it.
1: All right, let's get out of here. The Cleveland Browns take a loss, uh, but I appreciate, and, and Brad, I, the, the positives are there. Defensively, this this team is going to be in every game they play. There is I don't know that there's a team that's going to come out and blow out the Cleveland Browns because all three levels of that defense have looked really, really good, really outside of one play tonight. Again, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't run a play inside the Browns 30. And they won this game tonight. Outside of one play, that Cleveland Browns defense was immaculate tonight. So a lot of things to look forward to there on defense. We'll see how they can adjust. We'll see how they can react. And obviously, uh, we love Nick Chubb as much as all of you guys do. So our, our thoughts go out to Nick Chubb. It sucks. We hope he's doing all right. Obviously, we hope he recovers from the uh, obvious surgery that's going to be coming for him uh, to to repair his knee. Uh, but uh, the gut punch of gut punches with him going down. But we'll see how the Browns respond. Hopefully, the defense can keep it up. Hopefully, the offense can respond. And hopefully, again, as I said before, we can all look back at this week two game and say, man, remember when we were all freaked out by that because things are looking pretty good for us now. Brad, go ahead.
3: last thing. Last thing. all great teams have to overcome some adversity and they usually have to overcome great adversity to get to something special. Just remember that. and that's usually usually there's always a story of overcoming some great adversity behind the really truly special teams. So yeah. so. All right, boys, let's get out of here. Uh, real quick, just shout it out for the
1: OBR, the streaming network. Stay tuned all week long. Tomorrow night, uh, I've got the doghouse. I'm going to pre- be previewing the Browns-Titans game coming up next week. Uh, and then we've got Garage Beers tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. And we've got some, some Browns guests on Garage Beers tomorrow night. We've got Gerard Cherry. We've got Felix Wright all joining us on Garage Beers tomorrow night. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, Wednesday, we've got OBR Weekly. I believe Brad and Fred are on OBR Weekly on on Wednesday. uh, And then Thursday, join Brad for All Eyes on Cleveland as we head into week three, the one and one Cleveland Browns taking on the Tennessee Titans at home. And we'll see if they can bounce back. And you can find us for the post-game show, 7.30 p.m. after that game uh, next Sunday. So again, the game, one o'clock. Join us in the evening, 7.30, as we break down all the action from hopefully a Browns victory against the Tennessee Titans. A tough one tonight. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 26 to 22. uh, And hopefully the Cleveland Browns can bounce back. So for Brad Ward, for Barry McBride, for Jake Birds, I'm Michael Keefe. Thank you for joining us for the Game Day Rewind. Uh, Again, we wish it was on a little bit better terms, but hopefully next week we're celebrating a little bit more. Until then, cheers, everybody. Go Browns.
3: Get some rest.
1: Get some rest.
0: Okay, picture this.